It's so sad that he's like addicted to this um this YouTube like mouse channel now. <laughs> like he gets really like into it. And like now when we watch something, he just comes in and like looks at TV and like looks at us and looks at the TV <laughs> and like leaves. But then he'll come back in like 10 minutes and you're like, yeah, we're still watching a movie. Like you can't have the the mice. So we're gonna have to like tell my mom, like, can you put on his mouse show from time to time? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we legitimately broke him. Like he acts like a teenager now. Wow. Where he's yeah. just like, put on my show, guys. Yeah. Like <laughs> Matt had to stream it through his phone because we were watching Joe Bob last night and he was getting so like antsy. Oh. And oh he just watched him on Matt's phone for like 20 minutes and then fell asleep. And Matt could like gently like take his phone away I can't what if you could watch it on a phone hey. it's amazing yes. yeah he like puts his paw out to like get real close to the mice oh my yeah God. he like just will, like touch the screen gently <laughs> man that's crazy he's a cutie what does Atticus think about Jeffrey Combs <laughs> he I think is pro Jeffrey Combs or else I mean this I think he knows this is a pro Jeffrey Combs I think he had <laughs> he took some offense to the whole Rufus um, fiasco yeah. yeah being a black cat but i think he's yeah what about your guys are they <laughs> aware of jeffrey combs it took offense to the rufus gag but just because of the low quality of the puppet <laughs> like, <laughs> the cat the cat saw the puppet and said like that's not what, that's not what we look that's like a, in real life yeah, yeah. come on yeah exactly this is not the representation we came for <laughs> that's, that's offensive to real black cats yeah it's true for ours I wonder if Sammy still remembers and doesn't forgive me for bringing him down to the basement (laughs) for my Herbert West costume. Has he he ever made that sound before or since? (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think so. That was um, reserved only for when I threw him (laughs) on my back. Wow. (laughs) Such a complaint. Get it off of me. He'd be loud if you pick him up and he just wanted to pick up. He'll, yeah, he'll, no, he'll be loud oh, when he wants to. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I picked you up for two seconds. Uh, Baby. yeah. Babies. Oh, yep. God. Kitties. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, kitties. Yeah. I would yeah. say that. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. I, I would say that cats are the best drug. They're not like a placebo effect at all. Oh, oh, we watched wow. an episode called the placebo effect. <laughs> wow, a seamless transition. <laughs> so natural. Here it comes So natural. Love it. I've always wanted to get into the original Twilight Zone. There's a lot, isn't there? Yeah, there's, there's a like lot. A, yeah. How many episodes or seasons or whatever? A million. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't yeah, know if I anyone don't know knows either. <laughs> yeah, no Sterling might know, but he's dead. No one's counted. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I've seen a lot of episodes, but I kind of think they're all. I've o- like I've only watched the really famous ones. Yeah. I would like to just watch some of the random ones. I, I feel think- like I always. I think I tried to really go through each and every one at some point a long time ago, but I do remember they a lot of them sort of started to fall into like a certain kind of theme of oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. it's the folly of man yet again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, everyone's going to grow to Hitler. Yeah. Again. You know what the pleasure of Twilight Zone is, though? I think it's always been like 21 minutes. Am I wrong? Yeah. 
Because yeah. I thought Outer Limits was the hour-long show, and then Twilight mm. Zone was the half-hour show. Yeah. yeah. And especially, like, you know, Jackie watches a lot of original series Star Trek. And Deep Space Nine. And Deep Space Nine. Yeah. But, you know, especially original series Star Trek. My complaint with a lot of those is, like, a lot of them have great premises, 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 <laughs> but <laughs> but they should have been 21 minutes instead of, like, an hour long. No, it's true. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I love the original series, but a lot of them could have benefited from being a little shorter so nothing yeah. is like painfully <laughs> tedious you know yeah 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 you don't want that in a tv show <laughs> yeah. no and they really are just like very concept based which i kind of like it's like here's the setup here's the little weird twist or thing that's gonna happen and then done mm-hmm. but this one flew by oh, i also had no idea that this reboot existed <laughs> me either yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't, never heard of this before in my it life. felt like a fever dream you're like oh yeah forrest whitaker hosts the twilight zone from 2002 and you're like huh <laughs> i already <laughs> forgot when his voice came over i was like why is his voice so familiar and then that we'll talk about it that was like <laughs> such a like yeah. all of a sudden he's just there and you're like what what's happening yeah yeah. You gotta say, Twilight Zone has that problem where the original host was so good that it's impossible to follow up, you know? It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like Jeopardy. Like, you yeah, can't, you Trebek. Can't, yeah, you can't replace Trebek. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, you try, but it's just, you're, it, he's so ingrained in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is specifically about Rod Serling, but just his image and his voice with Twilight Zone is just so perfect. Well, it's his that, cadence. Like, it's, it's the nobody type could possibly, of way he said that. Yeah, yeah, it's almost unfair because Forrest Whitaker has a really great voice, and I actually love that choice. Mm. But it, you just can't like Rod Sterling is Twilight Zone. Like they're so sure. connected that it just feels weird to have anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Am I wrong, or did Forrest Whitaker's voice sound kind of less cool in this as well? I swear to God, when he started to narrate, I said, like, I thought he had a cooler voice. <laughs> like, it sounded very normy for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, well, you know, I was kind of disappointed that he didn't show up more, because he showed up in the beginning and then never again. At the end? Yeah, usually you would have. Right? Or yeah, maybe he did, had something at the very end. I don't know end. if he had a voiceover at the end. There usually was, like, a voiceover at yeah. the end. Yeah, they kind of summed up the theme. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I, maybe he, it was, like, an avoidance. You didn't want to feel like you were doing an impression. Maybe. But it yeah. feels like you need to be, like in the twilight zone like you need that yeah yeah um i was kind of shocked how many episodes of this so this was one season we watched the 34th episode of this season <laughs> and there's like 42 episodes wow. yeah yeah they're just cranking them out that's yeah. wild there was a lot of stars attached to this i guess none bigger than jeffrey combs to us oh yeah yes. definitely not but i think some people might say there were other stars that may have been slightly bigger than combs yeah, other people would say that yeah, yeah. Other, yes. people other people who don't yeah. have a jeffrey combs podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we did make predictions yay yeah um, did anybody get nobody got any points though? Oh, no, no, what was your prediction? I again, all I could picture was a toilet, and then <laughs> I was like trying to think of something that wasn't a toilet, but it felt like I was getting a message from the Twilight Zone, but I wasn't. No, <laughs> I was so rooting for the toilet right. to come true. <laughs> <laughs> but I, even when I was like, ooh, hospital, like he's gonna puke in a toilet, nope, it's tough. The Toilet Zone. <laughs> the Toilet Zone sounds a lot like the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that, can, that, there's something there. You can make there's a, great, a satire there. Yeah, you can make a great parody called The Toilet Zone. Yeah. yeah. This is The Toilet Zone. I'm watching it. <laughs> I, mean, I totally watch that. Uh, 
I also went the hospital angle. Yeah. I was like, the placebo effect, that sounds medical. I think someone's going to write in a spiral-bound notebook. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. There are books. Books are a central theme, but they are not spiral-bound notebooks. Yeah. Yeah. I did love Forrest Whitaker. Was he just holding, like, a big medical book? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I don't remember. (laughs) <laughs> everything is <laughs> everything is dripped away from my brain. You know, we have to do fast. Burn. Like it's true. It's just like, yeah, my shit. brain is melting at an astonishing rate. So we need to record this podcast really fast. Yeah, no, I, I said this while we were watching, but like this almost made Freddy's nightmares look like a sane episode. <laughs> what was your prediction? Uh, my prediction was well. I've been predicting Netcombs curses, but we got such a payoff with eleven forty-five that I'm satisfied with that. I am moving on from the cursing. Also, seems like I don't know too easy, so I'm going with um seeing a shovel. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see another shovel, hopefully used, kind of like you know from Reanimator mm-hmm. had a prominent shovel scene, but we we saw no shovel here. Alas. Yeah, I've been uh, cursed with this whipping thing because uh, <laughs> I just have to keep I have to keep guessing whipping, and this time I didn't even think there would be whipping. I said, you know, I'm wasting my vote, but I have to do it because it's just my, it's my curse. It's my cross to bear, you could say. <laughs> yeah, it's your whip to bear. And it didn't happen. Not even close. <laughs> Nothing even approaching whipping. But uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. whatever. This is the path I've chosen. I must tread this lonely path. It's a lonely path. But <laughs> it is. But it such is. are all noble <laughs> paths, right? Sure. It's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> some whipping, some occasional whipping yeah. on the path. If it was yeah. easy, everybody would do it, you know? Yeah. I yeah. believe I believe in the whipping. It'll happen again for you someday, Dan. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, the risks are very high, <laughs> but the rewards are very low. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it balances out. So it balances That's out. the important thing to remember. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this was a crazy episode. Oh it made God. no sense. It made a little <laughs> bit. It made a little bit of sense, but I don't know what it was. What the message was. I mean, I really liked the angle crazy. in the beginning, um, but then it just kind of dissolved into madness. I felt. Could we talk I about, still really enjoyed it, though. Loved it. Yeah. Could we talk a little bit more about Twilight Zone first, though? Because um, yeah. I was actually this reminded me of the strange 2019 Jordan Peele. Did you watch that at all? No. No, we really meant to. I kind of forgot about that one too. I didn't watch anything besides the first episode because I think they put the first episode up for free somewhere. Yeah. And and everyone's all pumped because this is when Jordan Peele was like on top of the world, you know? Yeah, it seemed like a great idea. Jordan Peele, Twilight Zone. The first episode had Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, yeah. Oh, we may have watched that one. Yeah, did we watch? Like, I'm not remembering. Before he, like, hideously transformed his body to appear in, a, in the worst ever Marvel movie. Um, I thought you were talking about the Twilight Zone episode. No. Like, he transforms? Oh, no. Yeah. They put one episode up. It starred Kumail Nanjiani as, like, a comedian and it was so bad. It was like <laughs> most. I don't even really I don't, remember it. It was just miserable because it was a full 55 minutes. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's too long. Yeah. And yeah. the premise was he was a comedian. And when he would joke about, when he would say mean jokes about his friends in real life, they would disappear in real life. Oh, oh no. Yeah. We did watch that. Yeah. I, but I, yeah, kind of. So it, it's a classic Twilight Zone premise. It's very simple. Sure. 
But it just went on for 55 minutes and there were no surprises. Yeah, like that, as soon as you hear that premise, you know how the whole thing is going to go. Yeah, He's no, gonna that needed te- yeah. to be like a half hour. He keeps sure. telling jokes. His friends keep disappearing and he regrets it more and more. And like, it's, you're watching it. It's like, uh-huh. this, this is so tedious. Oh my God. Yeah. I think uh, like it, it was, it came out not too long after, um, what was that show? Black Mirror? Dark Mirror? Yeah. Yeah. Black Mirror? Which, Black Mirror? you know, Black Mirror? Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. I do feel like they were maybe modeling a little bit off of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've got a similar vibe. Um, I don't know. Also, 2019, if that happened late 2019, we were all thinking about different things early 2020. So yeah. maybe it fell off yeah. everyone's radar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. true. <laughs> it's true. It just got kind of sucked into that time. Maybe we all watched it. And maybe we, we just don't remember. <laughs> it's true. Like I genuinely like forgot that they had done that until you said that again. Yeah. But I do feel like it's the the you need the shorter things. I think these mm-hmm. the all of these ideas they kind of burn fast and bright and then you have the twist and then it's over. If you try and like extend it for too long, I feel like the internal logic starts to break down and you start to be like, well, why would this, you know? Yeah, it's almost like you gotta get out before anyone's like, huh? Yeah. yeah. You're like, this just happened. And then people are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is what happened in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why Twilight Zone is always so much more popular than The Outer Limits. Because the two were so similar. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. the big thing is The Outer Limits is an hour long. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. some things are better when they're shorter. <laughs> yeah. This was yeah. so funny because we kind of, I feel like we all kept making jokes about like what was going to happen. And then that would be what actually happened <laughs> yeah. we'd be like oh, oh this and then it would be like oh no that's what that's actually what they're doing yeah. yeah yeah so jeffrey combs in this episode plays harry radich who is like the most wild and charismatic character and thank god he gets a lot of screen time yeah oh, yeah. oh he's we on screen blessed. the yeah. whole time <laughs> it's great yeah it's so, so good it's a very small scope episode which is funny so combs plays harry radich who's like a hypochondriac mm-hmm. guy and Sidney Poitier plays Dr. Leslie Coburn, who's like a nurse. And 99% of the episode is just them. It's, yeah, it's almost like- In like the doctor's office. Yeah. It's yeah. in a hospital or something. Yeah. 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 We get, we get introduced to her. She's Dr. Coburn. And she has like a little save the cat moment at the mm-hmm. beginning that endears us to her. There's a little, there's a little anti-vaxxer child that's like, <laughs> I don't want your poison, doctor. Yeah. You know, and she's she like tricks her and then gives her the the microchip. I think she says, "I'd rather I want the flu." I don't want a shot. I want the flu, Harry. No. Like, yeah, I don't want. She's like, "I'd rather get the flu." Mm. Yeah. It's like Joe Rogan says, "I shouldn't get the shot." <laughs> <laughs> the kid says. <laughs> yep. And so she lovingly tricks the child into receiving. Well, she just distracts yeah, her while doing yeah. it. Oh my, it's just gorgeous. What color is that? Primrose. Oh, it's beautiful. <gasps> hey, you tricked me! Because it's my job to keep you from getting the flu. Yeah. And then just jabs her in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. And I love that she says, like, well, it's my job to keep you from getting the flu. So yeah. that's why I bamboozled you. Yeah. And then the kids, like, res- I respect it. I yeah. respect the bamboozle. And then, of course, the child dies instantly from side effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no i'm just kidding i mean this is it's almost comical like what happens here so we oh, have like the, anti- 
the anti-vaxxer kid. And then she like comes out and the doctor's like, you're so nice. And she's like, I'm just trying to pay off my hundred thousand dollars in student loans. Yeah. And you're like, is this ripped from 2022? Yeah, I know. It's very topical. This yeah. is a very like quarantine heavy episode of like vaccines and quarantines. And <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey. yeah. The hospital like getting locked down because something weird is outbreaking and nobody knows what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And people being afraid about getting it. Yeah. And being upset about giving it to others. Just yeah. a lot of, you know, normal things that we all deal with all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's even a part yeah. where Combs describes that he's he doesn't really leave the house anymore. Mm-hmm. And that he even has his housekeeper like buy his groceries and all of his stuff yeah. so that he could just like stay home and be safe. Yeah. And it was like, wow. Yeah, we all we we <laughs> yeah. all know what that feels like. I mean, we don't have housekeepers, but Yeah, perfectly normal. Yeah. yeah. But just the worry about going out and buying just the normal things you need. Yeah. 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 So I feel like this is the trajectory that all media should take. Because like <laughs> we get this cute scene where this kid gets the vaccine and she's like, thank you, Mrs. Nurse. And then they leave. And then all of a sudden, boom, bam. Techno, <laughs> techno music starts to pound. And Jeffrey Combs like basically kicks open the door. Yep. Jeffrey Combs <laughs> runs in. He's just acting like a maniac. Mr. Cobra? Mr. Radich? Mr. Radich, wait! His hair <laughs> is like disheveled. He's got yeah. like aviator sunglasses and kind of like um a blazer or something. And it's like a big suitcase. He's yeah, a giant a- suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> he's dressed a little bit like Neo from the first Matrix, where he's oh, all no. like <laughs> sunglasses. I wouldn't say that. He's, he's kind his- of in a suit. That's yeah, about it. No, maybe. Neo. I wouldn't say Neo. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, not cool Neo. He's dressed like he looks like a businessman. He yeah, looks I like, so. I, like no, he's dressed in all black though. Like yeah, he's, he's got like a, a white like undershirt. <laughs> I don't remember. And he's it's like he's wearing clothing. Kevin Combs comes in school. He has clothing on. Listen, man, we watched this. We watched this one hour ago. You expect me to remember? What, uh, I don't know. He's so he's so good though. He comes oh in. There's like a there's like a nice nurse who's like, "Sir, can I help you?" And he looks at her name tag. He's just like, "Let me see." R N, you cannot help me. Excuse me, sir. Can I help you? R N, no, you cannot help me. I need Doctor Colburn immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so aggressively mean to everyone, <laughs> and just so high energy. Like he's just like, "I need to see this doctor." He's like he's like mumbling and screaming and um, bumbling his way through. And like I think he eventually gets some nurse, and then his own doctor like makes him turn around and say like you know just calm down and like you know i'll I'll help you i love this doctor it's the um dr corbin she's so much taller than combs like the two of them (laughs) side by side is like holy shit combs is so small yeah they're (laughs) a good pair they are a good pair and uh yeah i love that like one of his first lines too he's like politeness is artificial good humor thomas jefferson Rhonda is new here so at least try to be polite Politeness is artificial good humor. Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) Such a rush, but the character has time to like quote some Thomas Jefferson angrily at a nurse who's trying to help. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Oh my God. Yeah. She has him wait in um, like the doctor's office and someone asks her about him. She says something like, oh, he's the disease of the month club. Proud member of the disease of the month club. 
<laughs> yeah, that's our boy. <laughs> I just like, I also love, like, does he enter the hospital like this every single time? He just Apparently. kicks in the door with like an enormous, like, yeah. yeah. What, is it a briefcase or is it like a it's medical a bag? A suitcase? Yeah. yeah, it's just like one of those big old, like, 80s suitcases. It's a big plastic suitcase, yeah. Almost yeah, it's like, like a briefcase, though. Hey, cat. Cat just walked right across the camera. It's funny. Um, he has to but, get to his stairs down. Yeah. Yeah. But they quickly establish that he's like the resident hypochondriac and that yeah. he always comes in and they always give him placebos. Hypochondriac? Textbook. He had TB as a child. I guess he just got used to all the attention. How do you treat him? Well, Harry's never manifested any symptoms, so I just give him a placebo. He has a remarkable recovery rate. They say that very early on. Yeah, and that he had tuberculosis as a kid, TB as a kid, and it's just made him Uh uh, paranoid. Mm. I miss that. The poor boy. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of sarcastically call him Mr. Personality. Whoa. Who's Mr. Personality? But I would say that he is Mr. Personality. He's got a lot going on. It's a personality. It's fun to watch. Even if someone has a very bad personality, you could still fairly call them Mr. Personality. It still is an apt nickname. Mr. Personality. So the nurse comes in to talk to him. And it turns out he actually does have some pretty nasty symptoms because he's like, yeah, she's like, what's up? And he says, oh, well, check this out. It's worse than ever. He takes off his sunglasses. And the first thing he shows is that like his eyeball is like nasty red. I'm hoping you'll tell me it's all in my mind. That's a big step for you, Harry. Why don't you tell me your symptoms? Words don't do them justice. You seem to have ruptured a blood vessel in your sclera. You had any trauma to the eye? Unfortunately, my eye is only the tip of the iceberg. It looks like some pretty rough contacts that he's wearing. Oh, you know, it's makeup, yeah. obviously. But like, it's his like whole white part of his eye is like mm-hmm. bloodshot red. Yeah, um, I always really hate those. Like, they just make me feel like the idea of your eye actually but i do yeah i do love too he's like i'm hoping you're gonna say it's all in my head and like that it's you know and she's like oh that actually feels like that's some progress for you that uh but then he but then he just starts like taking off his sunglasses and then he gets to like unbut i love that every time he's like you think that's bad well look at this (laughs) yeah yeah the craziest thing is like the next thing he does is he just like grabs a scalpel and is like check this out and just cuts his own (laughs) his finger starts to bleed and he's like it's not gonna heal (laughs) it's just gonna keep bleeding (laughs) so i bleed to death hey what are you doing look at that another symptom. I don't think that's going to clot. I think I can bleed to death. Okay, okay. We're going to get this bleeding under control. You're like, well, why did you do that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's rough. Um, what's, what's that a disease where you actually don't clot? It's a oh, real thing. Oh, I'm Hemophilia? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess he thinks he's that. He's like, it's not going to heal. It's like, well, you shouldn't have yeah. cut yourself then. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She should know. I mean, I kind of feel like that's on her. Like, you should maybe not just have scalpels. Yeah. Like, honestly, with, like, Herbert West, yeah. with yeah. this guy, with Harry Radich. Yeah. And th- so then it's like a very Dammers-ish thing mm-hmm. where he, like, rips open his shirt to show that his chest is a roadmap of pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just like 
Yeah. He's like, have you ever seen anything like this? But wait. You haven't even seen the worst of it. <laughs> we're like yeah we have from <laughs> actually special agent dammers it's uh you know yeah. a, little, a little similar samesies he's yeah. just got a bunch of weird lumps on his chest yeah yeah like dark lumps they're pretty sizable they're not small lumps these are not no. pimples these are like golf ball size lumps mm. and yeah. a lot yeah. of them yeah they yeah. like that he references the bubonic plague later and mm. these are kind of like the the pustules or that i think bubonic mm. plague victims would get yeah. yeah, and this is when Forrest Whitaker just comes out of nowhere because we didn't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think any of us knew that he was the host. No. Yeah. All of a sudden, Forrest Whitaker yeah. just just sidesteps into the frame <laughs> and is like, "Hey, a man who's got boils in his chest. It's a Twilight Zone." Doctor Leslie Coburn has always treated Harry with a placebo, an imaginary cure for his imaginary illnesses. But what will this young doctor do when her patient contracts a real disease, a disease found only in the Twilight Zone? And then the opening. Oh, oh my god, the music. My god. The music, the visuals. All of the music is crazy, but this theme song. This theme song. Yeah, I feel like we should pause for just a second so everyone can listen to it. You are traveling to another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey to a wondrous land whose boundaries are only that of the imagination. You're entering the Twilight Zone. Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> what did you think of that? <laughs> you just be a pumped up to go into the zone, the Twilight Zone. It's like corn or Limp Bizkit or something. Oh, yeah. Do you know who did it? Let the twilight hit the floor. Let the twilight <laughs> hit the floor. Let the twilight hit the floor. It's crazy. It's the, <laughs> it's the least appropriate thing for like a science fiction horror. Oh, it's so weird. I mean, yeah. it feels so much like they're trying to do something like, oh, this isn't your parents' Twilight Zone. Yeah. We know how yeah. to rock over here. We're yeah. cool. <laughs> but it is so funny because like, the rest of it has felt very just like it opens with her kind of just like running across the street. And then it's like a hospital that feels very like rural or just kind of like small, small town like or not even just just small hospital and then it's like that shift into that music and the opening is really uh yeah. disorienting and i love it yeah it's, it's a very heavy metal opening for a show that's kind of tame unless there's yeah. unless there's grosser ones because there's not much gore in this like there's not yeah. much death it's not like grim dark and tone is very like brightly lit i don't know there's no swearing yeah. i think it's kind well, of like a quiet episode almost like it not yeah. that much happens. It's more just like... Well, it's like they almost like forgot all the good notes from the original <laughs> intro, which is yeah, just like yeah. spooky, like weird, yeah. bizarre. Yeah. You know, it's just like a weird new metal show. Yeah. Yeah. And this type of theme would make sense if 
the show had like a much darker, more extreme tone and there was like more gore and swearing and it was an HBO thing or something. But it it feels kind of weird here for sure. At the least though, it does match Combs' energy that he's bringing here. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Maybe not the same energy, but like that kind of level of energy, uh, you know, it's fits in that regard. You know, and the thing about the Twilight Zone too is like, again, it's hard to escape the shadow of Rod Serling and it's also hard to escape the shadow of that theme song. That do 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 do. It's yeah, so yeah. iconic. Yeah, everybody. And I think, yeah. They, I think they do nod to that in this music a little bit. Like it, they use the. Yeah, it ends at the very end with it a little bit. It almost reminds me of Star yeah. Trek, you know, where they keep like making new shows and new themes, but then they keep coming back to the original, you know, do 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 do. Because <laughs> you just can't escape it. It's just too yeah. good. The original. Yeah. yeah. I'm really trying to remember like a single image from the opening though. Like I feel like there was fire. Yeah, I think I had like a seizure kind of. I just <laughs> oh, this one. I blacked it all out. This one, yeah. Yeah. I was looking at the font too much. <laughs> oh, oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who asked if it was like kind of Harry Potter font? It kind of looks like Harry Potter font. It it's got close. those weird elongations on things. And and like the um it's kind of like all over the place, like height-wise scattered. Uh, I think they tried to recreate like the logo text from the original series, but it just looks like Harry, oh. it looks more like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. It might be that it's yellow. <laughs> if it wasn't yellow, there, it may it may have read differently. Yeah, but this is actually this is before Harry Potter. When did Harry Potter start? No one knows when Harry Potter started. I think it was yeah. after Harry Potter. I don't know. No, one it knows. was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it started nineteen twenty or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. I agree. I can't remember a single frame from the intro because the music, because the music was just like overloading all of my senses. <laughs> my eyeballs didn't work because the music was so intense. <laughs> you know, that's the Twilight Zone. I guess that's that's two thousand two's Twilight Zone. It's yeah. all hard metal until your ears bleed and you can't see anything. Well, again, it's Jeffrey Combs, man. They're so excited. Jeffrey Combs! <laughs> He's a great choice for Twilight Zone. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a great choice for everything. I know. He could have been, like, no, no, uh, you know, disrespect to Forrest Whitaker. But, like, Combs also could have been the host. That would have been great. Yes. As he just yes. steps out with, a, like, his medical tome and is like... Ooh. Twilight Zone. Oh, oh shit! It's not too late, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Hire <laughs> him. Hire him. I'm not going to call out the TV reviewer who wrote this because oh. I don't want to do that here. You guys can find it if you want. But there was a TV. <laughs> there was a review I read of this series that listed off about 20 stars. They were like, "This series is jam packed full of stars from the right now," and just listed off 20 stars. No Jeffrey Combs. <gasps> oh, that's bullshit. Oh, I was yeah. livid. Matt oh. was reading them to me, and I'm just like, okay, all right, some of these, like, fine, you list these first. And then he stopped reading, and oh. I was like, how dare? Catherine Heigl's fine, but she's no Jeffrey Combs. Oh, I true. mean, it's true. For shame. For shame. Especially with this audience, because Twilight Zone is like, yeah. what is it? Is it? It's not horror. I guess it's sci-fi horror I mystery. Mean, you know, yeah. It, yeah, it blends into that realm. And I, I like to, you know, Combs is part of like the Lovecraftian stuff, which <laughs> you know is kind of Twilight Zone esque. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a really good get yeah. for Twilight yeah. Zone and for the audience. You he would think beca- that they would be. 
every Twilight Zone, no matter like which series it is, boils down to like one premise, which is like something weird happens. <clears throat> something weird starts to happen to a man, and the man is like, "This is weird." <laughs> <laughs> and then the man—I'm saying man on purpose too, because it's like it was mostly—I feel like it was like dominated by men too. Yeah. And yeah. then the man like does something that's bad. <laughs> and that is the perfect role for Jeffrey Combs. Have something weird happen to him and have yeah. him react to it. And that's yeah. what happens yeah. here. That's what every time yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that twist at the end is always like, things are worse than you thought. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. That yeah. basically does is how like so many boil down. Yeah. Yeah. Something weird happens to a guy. He makes it worse. He fixes it. But then it's actually much worse. <laughs> and yeah. That's, yeah. That's it. <laughs> There we go. That's pretty much the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, to actually continue the episode, (laughs) we come back from the music and the nurse is like running some sort of test and she's talking to what seems to be her boss. Mm. And they have this dialogue that's kind of funny because like the boss says, oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's a hypochondriac. Well, it's all in his head. Just transfer him to a psych ward or whatever. Probably just a psychosomatic manifestation. My advice, refer him to a psychiatrist. But... (laughs) Jeffrey Combs is like his chest is covered in these like golf ball size boils. Yeah, and his so, eyeballs yeah. all red. I think by that point you can just safely say it's not all in their head. Right? Yeah, or you know, if yeah. it is, it's a you know an underlying serious problem. Yeah, that needs yeah. to be treated. You can get like a rash psychosomatically, but yeah. you can't like grow golf ball size boils psychosomatically. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't think you can mentally give yourself pink eye. <laughs> I love that yeah. he's just like treat the mind, not the body. And you're like, no, I, you're the doctors. You should definitely treat, yeah, maybe the body. <laughs> what do we know about hypochondriac? This time he's exhibiting symptoms. Treat the mind, not the body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think she goes in to visit Combs, and he's freaking out, and she's trying to calm him. And I remember him saying, like, with what little time I have left, I'd rather not be mocked. Planning on staying a while, Harry? With what little time I have left, I'd rather not be mocked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really, throughout this whole episode, it's like, oh, this poor little baby. Yeah. Yeah. He's very sick. Yeah. He needs He wants to travel, but he's afraid of getting a disease. He doesn't go get his own groceries. That's just what Mrs. Mendelssohn does. And he gets really worried that he's infected Mrs. Mendelssohn. And this is how the plague started. The sad fact is, I rarely leave my house anymore. Mrs. Mendelssohn, my housekeeper, she even does all my shopping for me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mrs. Mendelssohn. What if I've given her the disease? What if she's spreading it? Oh, good God. The bubonic plague started like Harry, this. please calm down. Yeah. I yeah. guess Mrs. Mendelssohn is like his housekeeper or something or just someone who comes in. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, what if I give it to her? As a moment of panic. Well, I remember this because like it was a very like nice thing that I, I was worried when um, he mentioned her that he would be worried that he got something from her and not yeah. the other way around. But like, no, he was more um, altruistic where he was like, oh no, what if I gave it to her? Which yeah, it was a nice take on it. Um, and yeah. he's worried that she might be like spreading it around. Right, like right. he has a very, he's very like socially conscious of, Yeah, but yeah, around here, I think the doctor says like, it could be nothing more than an allergic reaction. <laughs> yeah, We don't know that this is a virus. This could be nothing more than an allergic reaction. Again, mm. his eyeball is very concerning. He is like black yeah. boils bursting out of his chest. 
Yeah. And I think yeah. they mentioned that his finger is still bleeding in actuality. <laughs> so like that hasn't yeah. actually, he was correct about that. Yeah. No. He's like lying on his side and he holds his finger out Not for, good. for her to like reapply the bandage. He's still bleeding. And give He's it so a little sad. kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a very soft energy comes. Well, actually when he first comes into the hospital, not at all. No. He softens up immensely once he's in the hospital bed being tended to. Yeah. Yeah. He's in his, he's in his like comfort zone. Yeah. A soft energy with a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of chaotic a energy. A lot of chaotic soft energy. <laughs> yeah. Which soft. really I feel like is kind of what he, he brings to some it's great true. performances sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good summary of Combs. A lot of soft chaotic energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little tornado of soft energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like being yeah. in tornado of stuffed animals or something. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I, I recently joined Tumblr, which I know that's oh. like a fucking choice in 2022 <laughs> someone on there said that like jeffrey combs seems like the kind of guy who'd be like a, a hamster running in a hamster wheel <laughs> just <No. sure. laughs> yeah it, it's like, just running to iconic acting roles back and forth yeah his hamster yeah wheel. he just has that like this energy that never stops but all hamsters run in hamster wheels that like if he was an animal, he'd be running in a hamster wheel. I see. He'd be an, an adorable animal. hamster. Yep. Just just making that running look so natural. You're like, wow. Yeah. Yep. Like he's born to do it. He'd be one of those hamsters that runs so fast that it kind of goes around the Ooh, wheel. Yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just like zipping around and back on itself. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, so the Doctor has an idea. She is like... He, Combs is a book dealer, mm-hmm. so maybe he got something from a book since he doesn't travel a lot, but he gets books from all over the world. Yeah. yeah. So she goes to talk to him about it. You think he's got something real? He better, or my credibility with Dr. Marks will be shot. So does Fruitcake. He's a book dealer? I can just imagine what kind of books he sells. What did I say? Wake up, Harry. Harry, wake up. You said you don't travel, but you still must get books from all over the world by mail. Is this the part where he says, Doctor, there's something you should know. Your optimism, it's contagious. Doctor, there's something you should know. Your optimism, it's contagious. And then he does like the world's funniest smile. Oh yeah. Very sweet. He does have that smile. <laughs> I really liked that smile. Very cute. They almost made it seem like they're going to start to spin up some sort of light romance between him and the nurse at a few points or something, but they don't do that. No. Really. Yeah. They don't commit to it. Not enough time. Yeah. No, that's ultimately it. There's just not enough time. Got 21 minutes. Yeah. So he opens his big yeah. briefcase and says like, the answer to all this is in a book. The answer to all this is a book. And we're all like, ooh, is it going to be like a Necronomicon situation or something? That would be fun. But it's actually just a book called Mission to Zebulon. (laughs) (laughs) And basically it's a science fiction book that he read. And like the disease that he's experiencing was in the book. Exactly like to a T. Yeah. Cool. I was like, oh, it's kind of a cool idea that he might have this like weird book that's made out of some plant or something that ha- that he's having an allergic reaction or that like manifests as this certain thing within people and then becomes a virus or something. But I love that it's literally it's like, no, it's this sci-fi like comic book 
about people who get a virus from a planet called Zebulon. <laughs> Zebulon. Yeah. Is Zebulon. it a comic Zebulon. book? I thought it was just like a small novel. Oh, maybe just a regular book. I don't know. It almost It's a thin little book, but I think it's a regular book. Yeah. They never open it. So yeah. who knows? And yeah. it's kind of weird. Like, I feel like the doctor's reaction to these things are kind of inconsistent throughout the episode because yeah. she hears this. And then the next scene is her typing in a computer and she's like, I'm done with this guy. I'm going to send him to this. I'm going to send him to the psych ward. I'm calling County Psych Ward. I'm having him transferred. I waste enough time on this. Basically, like she's hearing about this book has really like shattered her confidence. Even though, again, he does have like, he is fucked up. <laughs> His yeah. eye is messed up. Yeah. He's covered in boils. And to be fair, like, you know, all the symptoms are exactly the same as what the book says. Her reaction is all over the place, like you said. Even like when talking to outside people, she's like, oh, I didn't mention the book because like, I don't want him to think I'm insane. He didn't tell him about the book. How could I? He'd think I was losing it. But then later she says, she like confronts Combs and is like, how come you didn't tell me about the book earlier? Oh, not you too. Why didn't you tell me about the book from the beginning? I didn't want you thinking I was some sort of crazy hypochondriac. <laughs> like really like forcefully and like upset. Yeah. Yeah, she goes from like being like, we need to contact the CDC to talking to him about the book to being like, I'm calling the psych ward. I'm having him committed because it's like their problem. This is psychosomatic. And then she's like, why didn't you tell me about the book? And he's like, because it w- you would have just committed him to the psych ward. Yeah. yeah. I mean, luckily for Combs, a woman walks in and dies. Yep. And then the doctor believes him. Yeah, it's his... It's the housekeeper he mentioned, Mrs. Mandelson. Mm. She's here. And she has the exact same boils on her body, and she, she's got the same symptoms. So they know it's all real. Yep. And when she bursts in, I wrote down the note, worst music ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it. I wrote down worst music ever a few times. It's just, <laughs> it's just like really corny MIDI music or something. Yeah. It's hard but, to describe. Yeah, no, she's got like blood coming out of her eyes, and she's got the boils. But yeah, yeah. no, then this man is dead. Well... There's no doubt about it. According to these readings, this man is dead. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Or, or this woman is dead, I should say. Yeah. This woman is is this the first time it's been like, this woman is dead? <laughs> we could take yeah. the nod clip and just add a woo in front of man. <laughs> this surely nod says woo in some episode. We can just oh, yeah. Yeah. But this her woo. eyes are bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else has the bleeding eyes. Well, they couldn't that afford. especially bad. There'd yeah. be a lot of special effects budget to make it. That's true. Eyes. That is one thing where like anytime someone has the pink eye, they only have it in one eye. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, did you guys buy like one set of contacts? Actually, because yeah. I feel each like each person gets one. <laughs> Maybe. Oh no. We can't afford to buy two sets of contacts. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, I was gonna say this Miss Mendelssohn is dead. And then yeah. Leslie, the nurse, finds out that she also has the boils on her arm. And you'd think you'd notice these, because like it's this kind of funny shot where like they see the dead body, they're like, oh, she's dead. And then she looks at her arm and it's like covered in these golf ball size boils. <laughs> it's like you wouldn't notice that your arm had erupted in enormous yeah. boils that are the size of a silver dollar, basically. Well, she yeah. was busy. <laughs> also, we were talking about it, how like when Combs first showed her all of his symptoms and stuff, that she wasn't more cautious about like, you know, maybe contracting it herself or giving it to other people or whatever. But um, yeah, no, as soon as she con- contracts it, um, the whole place is on lockdown. Yeah, I've got a little commercial break and then when it comes back, there's like you know, they're locking down the entire hospital, it seems. Yep. Yeah. They kind of put him in a little plastic bubble. Yeah. He's the bubble boy. Yeah, and this one started to feel a little <laughs> too real when they were like, we have to lock this place down because yeah, of the unique quarantine. virus. Like, oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and people in like those um, 
suits that I'm forgetting the name of. The Intel suits, the Intel inside suits. No. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who's 40 years old. Yeah. I was going to say like only a certain age group is going to uh, get that joke. I do like when, when they're like, how do you spread a fictional disease doctor? But I'm sure that means cure. No, yeah, maybe. Hmm. And then she says, how do you cure it? How do you spread a fictional disease? I've lost. I've lost the plot. I feel like at this point, I was trying to take notes while being like, "What the heck is happening?" I mean, a lot was happening. It gets all at very once. weird. Yeah. One thing that's really funny is like this next scene. Like he, uh, the nurse talks to Combs again, and she is so chill despite the fact that she's like dying of this alien disease. <laughs> it's like yeah. the actress is not. You think she would like scratch her arm or look at her arm, but no, she's just walking around perfectly normally with these enormous boils all over mm. her arm. Yeah. Is yeah. It, yeah. What is Combs reading in this scene? Because she goes in and it looks like he has a giant Bible. I don't know. Like open. I wondered if he was reading the Bible. But yeah, he just he describes that he's reading this book last night and it was just so, so vivid and you just couldn't get Mm -hmm. the images out of his head. And he laments waking up this morning. I was reading the book last night. story was so haunting, so vivid, that I couldn't get it out of my head. I wish I never woke up this morning. I do love he is like such he's kind of, he's so dramatic like the way that he bursts in the hospital in the beginning and then this where he's just like i just wish i hadn't woken up this morning it's like it's really yeah. yeah yeah and there's a very slight tender moment too where like he also like kind of puts his head on her shoulder yeah yeah which again made like oh they might build some light romance or at least connection between these two characters yeah yeah, yeah. it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, move on they don't have time um, yeah I think at this point we see like another nurse has the boils on her arm. So like yeah. it's becoming a real thing. Like everyone's getting this thing. And she talks to this other nurse and they're talking about the book and the other nurse is like, how'd they beat it in the book? The Zebulon book. She goes, they couldn't. How did they beat it in that book? They didn't. Mm. And she's like, oh, they couldn't write in a happy ending. Yeah. So we're going to die because some lousy writer couldn't come up with a happy ending. The studio, yeah, they like dig the author. It's like, what the lazy ass author could think of a happy ending. <laughs> what a loser. I feel like this is the point someone made a joke like, oh, they're going to rewrite the ending. And then they're literally like, we're going to rewrite the ending. We are going to rewrite the ending to this story. A happy ending. It's the placebo effect. Yeah. Oh. oh, they say the title line. Yeah. Yep. This gets so confusing now. Well, not confusing, but just nonsensical. Yeah, this is where it kind of drops off of reality too much. So here's what yeah. happens. Like, they mentioned this book, how it doesn't have a happy ending. Leslie says something about like using his imagination to create a cure. His imagination brought the virus to life. So, so, maybe all we have to do is use his imagination to create a cure. Now you've lost me. And like they zoom into this newspaper and the newspaper has a little headline that says like meteor shower last night. <laughs> and Leslie, the nurse is like, meteors are not of this earth. We need a real cure. 
What do we know about meteors? What? They're not of this earth. You're not making any sense. It makes perfect sense. Or something. And as a viewer, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? What's yeah. That? What? Yeah. What, are yeah. You- <laughs> what meteor shower? And this feels so fast because we're yeah. basically, we're very close to the end right now, actually, already. So what's Leslie's plan? Who can yeah. describe how this yeah, thing goes down? I it's can. so it's so messy and weird. <laughs> so she goes into the room. She's like, there was a meteor that hit the earth. It landed in North Dakota. It was felt in Arizona. And Combs is like, oh shit, I know what happens. I read a thing about that. There's going to be like a nuclear winter or whatever. Like all life <laughs> is going to extinguish. And then she's like, but scientists looked at the meteor and they think they might have something that's an antiviral that will cure you. I don't understand. The CDC found residue at the meteor strike site that they believe contains a rare element. One that may be virucidal. Yeah. And then she has this whole thing arranged, I think, with the head doctor of the place. So one of the CDC people brings in this biohazard box with this purple regrettably purple liquid instead of green mm. and injects it in to Combs. Yeah. yeah. And I guess their hope is that like the power of his imagination will like accept this placebo and I guess undo all of their diseases. Cause they all have it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess yeah. Like, <laughs> he's patient zero. So if they cure him, they're, they're basically saying at this point, like he's the one causing all of yeah. it yeah. because it's within his That makes mind. perfect yeah. sense. But in that case, like the moral of the story should be, oh my God, this guy is like the most dangerous man on earth. Yeah. Because yeah, his imagination yeah. Because, yeah. is true. Yeah. Because he's yeah. like, he can yeah. he can do whatever with his imagination, but they don't really strike that tone. They're just like, let's just make him cure the disease. Yeah. yeah, that's what I don't get. Like, why would the CDC people be like, oh, this is fine to let him possibly do this again at any next time he reads anything? Yeah. yeah. The idea that they would think that this would like solve the larger problem. I do also love that they're like, what do we know about meteors? They're not of this earth. And then she goes in and she's like, a meteor hit. And he's like, oh, well, I have a lot of knowledge about meteors. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've read a lot of books on this subject. Several scientists actually believe that a meteor strike in today's climate would bring on. An ice age in a matter of hours. And search just like everything she says. He's like, oh my God, then this terrible thing. And she's like, no, no, no. Okay, so don't worry about that. Like, she's very much like, I have a plan. Will you just let me talk? And he's like, they killed the dinosaurs. A single meteor was responsible for killing off the dinosaurs. Well, I'm, I'm, so yeah. No, it, it, meteors, like, it reminded me of like meteor shit. Meteor shit. <laughs> which yeah. I feel like we talked about not too long ago. What episode was that? I don't know. Some previous Combs crew we actually about used that meteor clip. shit. Meteor Combs yeah. crew callback. Oh, maybe the um, it was actually our Crampton. Crew. Oh, maybe. Oh, our right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, meteor shit. Meteor shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of um, course, because of the pool. Yeah. Also, them talking yeah. about like, oh, if the virus is in someone's head, we need like you know a made up cure. Remind me of. There's this episode of Star Trek Next Generation where Dr. Crusher, ever, her whole universe is getting fucked up. And she's like, if there's nothing wrong with me, there must be something wrong with the universe. Yeah. If there's nothing wrong with me, maybe there's something wrong with the universe. <laughs> it makes like, sense. The logic in both of those. Logic, <laughs> like, uh, logically. Yeah. Anyway, well, I do love 
He's so short. He's like, if a meteorite hit, we would have an ice age. But meteorites hit all the time. Aren't meteorites just like parts of asteroids that make it through the... That's what I thought too. That like, yeah, yeah. There's meteorites hit the Earth every day, all the time. <laughs> meteor, me, something between a meteor and a meteorite. Oh, or right. meteoroid. Mm. I don't know the difference. Is. I think it changes. I think it's a meteor in space. Yeah, and I think mm. it's like a meteoroid, and then it's a meteorite when it actually okay. lands on the planet. If it makes it through and lands on the planet. Have you heard the Joanna Newsom song Emily? No. no. It actually has a chorus about this, and people get angry because she got it backwards. Like oh. The chorus is like, the meteorite is what causes the light, and the meteor is just what we see, mm. which is, sounds great. It's very lyrical, and this is an amazing song. But then when people talk about the song, they're like, she got it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> the meteor is what you see, and the meteorite will cause the light. It's like, oh, well. Yeah, but, um, uh, isn't, isn't that ironic? I wouldn't know. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Joanna Newsom. It's not it's I know, but like people also... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, like criticize her. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it ironic? I know. Don't you think? It's like, do you, ever get a, <laughs> do you ever get a spoon when you want a knife? That's ironic. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's just unfortunate. Yeah, it's inconvenient. <laughs> yeah. Um, that just sucks. I can even get a thousand knives or spoons or vice versa. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I would insert a clip of that Joanna Newsom song, but she, I think she's very protective of her rights because she's not on Spotify at all. Oh, actually. look, we all, you know, use use your internet, folks. You could Google it if you're curious. <laughs> yeah, you could just do a cover of it and insert your cover of it, right? Yeah. Oh, good point. Ooh. It's like an 11 minute long song. <laughs> so, it's a little double the length of the episode. Anyways, but the moral of the story is the episode makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, so like the doctor falls asleep somewhere here. Yeah, they're all dying of an alien disease, but they just take a nap. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She wakes up, everything's fine. Yeah, it worked. It yeah. worked. Yeah. The funny thing, too, is that like they do describe this disease like forces the blood out of your body. They say that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So you think there'd be a little more panic. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. One nurse panics a little bit, but yeah. everyone else is very chill. Again, very sad that the Mrs. Mendelssohn, is that who it was? Yeah. Like died with blood leaking out of her. She made it to the hospital and then died on the floor because she didn't, they didn't inject combs. What they actually, it was like, it was just like food coloring and it was like saline, saline, saline solution, solution and purple food coloring. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and again, at this point in the episode, like what everyone should be saying is, holy shit. Jeffrey Combs can affect the world with his mind. Yeah. He's, the most, he's the most dangerous man alive. <laughs> yeah. We need to call the government. But instead, like, they're very chill about that part. They're like, hey, we felt we solved our disease. Yay. And yeah, even- they're focusing more on like the the weird idea of like just coming up with your own shit and letting it manifest, but like not on the fact that it's literally Combs that's doing it all. Yeah. And even Jeffrey Combs, like, he says something. You know, so the nurse is healed and he says something like, oh, what if I regress? Or he has one last minute worry. Yeah. And she's like, don't worry about it. She's so ecstatic. She's like, don't worry about it. If I have a relapse, what if new symptoms arise? You're going to be fine, Harry. <laughs> well, what about that meteor strike? Forget about it, Harry. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. yeah, you're fine. You're fine. But she's she, like, don't think about it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. But she mm. should be terrified that like he can now summon any disease he can imagine with his imagination. You know? Well, and he says like, I wish I could stop thinking like he's scared. Mm. He's like, well, what about the ice age? And she's like, don't worry about that. 
because we've solved the problem that we were all gross and had weird eye stuff. And so now everything's okay. Yeah. And since it's a Twilight Zone episode, you know, everything's going to be fine. Mm. No, Everyone's going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so she tries to call someone, I think like her boss or something to deliver the news that the fake cure worked, but there's no pick. No one picks up. Huh? Mm. Weird. It's curious. <laughs> And then she steps outside and the world has turned to ice. It's like a crazy ice age outside. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess when he imagined the meteor that she told him about, it actually happened and created an ice age. Yeah. They didn't feel the blast, I guess, but they felt the ice, whatever. Yeah. That makes sense to some degree. Mm-hmm. He was like, last night I watched the day after tomorrow. Yeah. And now this. And I mean, in that movie, they did prove that you can outrun the cold if you just go mm-hmm. fast enough. So I guess yeah. if you're right. just already in the hospital, you're, you're fine. Fu- you're fine. Yeah. yeah. So everyone else who stayed in a building, you're fine, right? Yeah. Except sure. Mrs. Mendelssohn. She's dead as a doornail. Right. Yeah. She, yeah. That'll teach her. How dare she? She has grocery shopping. And I think the final shot is like she's looking at this Ice Age world. And you hear Combs's voice echoing, going, total disaster. Total <laughs> disaster. Total disaster. Total disaster. <laughs> I guess talking man. about the Ice Age. Man, so it's, has he just it. been like saying total disaster for the past like two years? Yeah. yeah. Just in our heads. Yep. yep. Starting like early 2020. That is the total voice. disaster. Total, total disaster. disaster. <laughs> That's it. That's the episode. That's it. It's yeah. done. I will say that the outside looks like you you didn't finish a job with Captain Cold, so he left you a snow globe <laughs> and you shook it. Yeah, and that yeah. might have been what happened. It's possible. That's what yeah. happens. Yeah. 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 So I guess the moral of the story is that imagination is bad. Yeah. You yeah. should never use your imagination. You should lock that shit down. <laughs> yep. That Jeffrey Combs will kill us all. Yeah. It's such yeah. a strange episode. So it starts off as just like a disease episode, then kind of turns into this sci-fi thing yeah. where you think it's an alien disease. Yeah. Then turns into like he has imagination powers and then that's it. And it's over. I yeah. was especially expecting this Combs to die. I, yeah. I thought- this one's a goner for sure. It's Twilight Zone. He's already looking pretty rough. Yep. But no, I, I was surprised he lived. Yeah. Yeah. One for the live column. Yeah. No, it's true. I've been keeping track of the ones that have lived and died <laughs> of what we've podcasted so far. Doesn't have a great life track record. The poor boy. <laughs> yep. It's oh. hard to describe how little sense this makes, especially the end of the episode. With yeah. The, the meteor plot. Yeah, the placebo because the whole meteor story is just to give him a placebo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So she couldn't have just walked in with any vial and gone. Oh, we brought your blood to a lab and they came up with a special drug. Yeah, it was really difficult, but we did make a we did make a cure. Try this out. Like mm-hmm. literally, just saying like we've tested all of our blood and it turns out that yours had the answer as the initial thing and they were able to make an antidote yeah because she could have gone even further and been like we took your blood took it to the lab it came out with this other thing and we found that that cures all cancer there you go like across the planet yeah Yeah. missed opportunity it's like finding something that converts all energy into what what was cyclone <laughs> and then you just uh, throw it in a hydrogen. pile of air. <laughs> i think it was like hydrogen into yeah. electricity and cyclone makes all free energy for the whole world but you're like eh, yeah i'm just gonna go with this other thing but this is 21 minutes long and it actually feels incomplete 
because at this point, like the world is an ice age, but Jeffrey Combs is still alive and he has these magical brain powers that could turn anything into real life. Yeah. So in theory, you think like the nurse could go back in and be like, oh, hey, your brain turned the world into ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's fix this by using more stuff. Like it's a solvable problem at this point. Well, but the episode I mean, is over, so we if, don't get to if, that. If it is, you know... 2003 on our actual planet earth then maybe it's good that it's a little cold because like the earth's warming maybe it'll even it out maybe yeah we were maybe. all actually saved by the 2003 ice age brought on by oh Holmes's my god imagination yeah there you go it's pretty messy and i personally blame forrest whitaker Ooh, it's <laughs> his wow. fault. personally wow. take that forest i mean yeah. i don't know he was there he had a medical book he yeah. presented yeah. himself as an authority. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it should be noted somewhere in here that the doctor, I can't remember her middle name, but her name is Sydney Poitier and she's Sydney Poitier's daughter. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. You know, I wrote down the actress's name and I was like, boy, that sounds familiar and not right. Cause I don't know this actress, but yeah, you're right. What do you know? Oh. I did really like her. And yeah, like I, I it, it was funny. Like it did feel like I almost wonder in, in a version if there was supposed to be romantic tension or chemistry between them that like developed. And then they were like, eh, we're not going to go that angle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's hard to push when someone's got like lesions all over their chest and their eyes bloody. It's not very and, sexy. And yeah. thinking that they might be almost dead. Yeah. 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 So when you watch Perversion of Science, I was like, I want to watch more of these, you know. When you watch Freddy's Nightmares, I said, oh, man, I want to watch more Freddy's Nightmares yeah, really yeah. badly. I, I still do. Yeah. This one, not quite as much. Mm. Just because no. we didn't really talk about this that much, but it is like, what, 2002? 2002. Yeah. And and it does – which other film did you watch from 2002 that had the really ugly 2002 visual? Oh, like A House on Haunted Hill? Or not House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. House Maybe, on Haunted Hill? Yeah. Is that 2002? CSI? CSI. I, mean, I don't know. This was very CSI intro. Mm. It had like that very early 2000s aesthetics where like it looked like early digital, just kind of cheap. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like it just the music was really bad. Yeah. It yeah. didn't have that fun like 80s camp. No. Did you say House on Haunted Hill already? Yeah. When is that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1999. Oh. oh, Beyond Reanimator too. Oh, that's what, yeah. That's it. And Same it was, year, 2003. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was that episode where we're talking about how the aesthetics of that film are kind of the same. Yeah. Like it's just kind of gross to look at. It just doesn't look yeah. good. No, that whole time, the early 2000s were not great. The early aughts, is that what yeah. people call them these yeah. days? Yeah, just like the clothing. It's even was- like not a great name to call them, but it's gross. Aughts? <laughs> God, what is that? There's a lot of bad music <sighs> in movies and stuff. There's like the wardrobes were all kind of ugly in the film. Yeah quality yeah. at this weird awkward transition oh, point. that was terrible it's really yeah. true we we just recently yeah. watched 2005's house of wax yeah which i actually like kind of love that movie but it's very much in that like the how the clothing is just a like abysmal and yeah. there is just like production value that like yeah the way things were shot and the way things were like the lighting it's all not good. Everything looks like an InSync video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, someone was talking about Justin Timberlake and early InSync. So I guess there's this joke where like his hair looked like a, a ramen cube. A cube of ramen. <laughs> yeah. Really that did. time. It did. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. It. Mm. And I saw some picture of him wearing some like suit that was all denim oh. head to oh, toe yeah. with the ramen noodle hair. Classic. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, he can't be completely to blame. It was a, a time 
it was a bad time aesthetically. We'd just gone to war with Iraq. Yeah. That was kind of dominating the national consciousness. Yeah, there was that ice age that really set us back <laughs> yeah. a couple of yeah. years right around there. Yeah. It's true, that too. It was like low-rise Oof. jeans. Yeah. Jeans. Oh, man. No, a lot going on. Boy bands came back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what were the hit songs from 2003? Listed ad nauseum. That's like the... Uh, What's that band that everyone makes fun of? (laughs) 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 Shit, the rock band, the corniest rock band. I don't know. The look at the Smash Mouth. No, the look at this picture. um, Creed. Yeah, Creed. I'm thinking of someone else, though. Oh, Nickelback. I'm thinking of Nickelback. Oh, shit. Hoobastank? I'm thinking of Nickelback. Mm. Look at this photograph. (laughs) Look at this graph. Anyways. Anyways. There's nothing else to talk about. So let's just. Oh, tangents. We need more tangents. Mm. The internet voted and said we need more tangents. I want to talk about the Twilight Zone pinball table. That's a really good pinball oh, table. Oh, shit. That is a good Wait, pinball table. Wait, I just table. want to say oh, yeah. some, some music. That, yeah. <laughs> 2003 music. Go for um, it. Bring Me to Life, Evanescence, oh, Where is oh. the Love, Black Eyed Peas, oh. <clears throat> excuse me, 21 Questions, 50 Cent, In the Club, 50 Cent. In the Club, oh my God. Uh, right there. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Jeffrey there's, there's something, you know, Crazy in Love, Beyonce, Miss Independent, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. I feel like there was some good stuff. Fountains of Wayne, Stacey's mom was, was 2003. Rest in peace, um, Wayne Schlesinger. No, his name's not Wayne. Uh, Adam Schlesinger was his name? I think it's Adam. <laughs> rest, in peace, rest in peace, whatever, your, rest in peace, whatever your name is. <laughs> 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 rest in peace, whatever your name is. I do feel like Nickelback. Yeah. You have, oh, um, yeah. He was like the only musician yeah. to die of COVID. It was like the Fountains of Wayne guy. Oh, shit. Oh, really? Yeah, he died of John. Yeah. John Prine died of COVID. Oh, yeah, mm. that's true. But he was yeah. older, right? John Prine was pretty old. Yeah, and he was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adam Schlesinger yeah. is apparently. <laughs> Fountains of Wayne is good. Man, I'm sure. Stacey's mom. It's one of those bands where, like, they were defined by Stacey's mom, which is, like, by far the worst song. You know? Mm. Yeah. I think they're all, yeah. they're all angry about it. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like if you talk to a real Blur fan. Like British people are big into Blur, mm. but Americans only know yeah. that song number. What's it called? Song, song two. Song two, the woohoo song. And that makes real Blur fans, yeah, that makes real Blur fans furious because they're like, no, that was on like so many soundtracks. I feel like that was the. Okay, wait. What were you going to say? What was your? Oh, the no, the Twilight Zone pinball table. That's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good table. It's considered one of the best pinball. One of one of my favorite things about that pinball table is, um, I think it was the upper left or upper right corner had like a little pinball table. No second pinball table. Oh, you know, well, I forgot about that. I was going to talk about the little like gumball thing. Oh yeah, where it had a whole bunch of like normal pinballs, like the the actual balls themselves. But there was one or two like ceramic balls in there yeah. mm-hmm. that if you got it out, it would like it. The physics of it was so different. Yeah, yeah. Um, had so a, like, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> the pin, the pinball machine had a little gumball that dispensed more pinball balls. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and really like, cool. You shape. know, you'd hope for the ceramic one because it's interesting. But yeah, no, I totally forgot that it also had like a tiny little like separate pinball table, which was so. activated with magnets. Ooh. It had a little electromagnet thing yeah. where like it would actually like hold your ball with little magnets and then release it. Yeah. It was like, very cool. it, like the flippers were magnets, like magnets uh, on the yeah. bottom of it. Was yeah, that one? Uh, no, that's a great was table. Was that one all black and white? <laughs> Did they make the whole table black Maybe. and white? So. No, uh, I don't think so. I'm sorry. So. Wah, wah. It probably though. There might be another one. It, it could have been another one. What else? What are the tangents? 
I was reminded of the Futurama um, parody of Twilight Zone, the scary door. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. The scary door. For some reason, they would always parody, parody Twilight Zone. Mm. They called it the scary door. Yeah. Don't know what's behind the scary door. Yeah. No, sorry. I, I just um, Googled the Twilight Zone pinball table. It, it was in color. It's definitely in color. Oh, yeah, it was in color. Okay. Maybe that, there's that's another. a shame. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah, I kind of wish it was black and white, but you know, I kind of get it from like a pinball perspective of like you know, it, yeah, it might not stand out as much. Yeah, cowards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I but no, it's regarded as like one of the best pinball tables out there. It's great. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so sorry. We're we're talking about what Futurama. I don't know. We're talking about. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about my favorite book, Mission to Zebulon. Yeah. It's going to be a Zebulon tangent. The Zebulon. Yeah. We were that bar in this neighborhood called Zebulon, remember? It was like a oh, big shit. music bar. We never really went. No, it was oh, like yeah. a venue. I think they moved somewhere. They're still open somewhere. Really? Yeah. There is a town of Zebulon, North Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And whatever. That's a cool name. Isn't man. it? Zebulon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does that mean something? Is it like some biblical word or something? It sounds Gosh, like it. Know. It does sound like it. Let's just assume, yes, it's from the Bible. <laughs> There was a character called Jonathan Zebulon in the Bible. Oh, sweet. What did he, he do? He was Jesus's friend. Nice. <laughs> they, would play, they would play pinball. Yeah. Make up diseases. That's right. Until um, Jesus died. Ooh. Oh. He might not have heard this. <laughs> 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 he yeah, might not have heard of this, but he died via crucifixion. Oh, my. And oh, then God. you couldn't play pinball with Jonathan Zebulon any longer. That's oh, it. No. It's all over. Tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Yeah, this is this is fun. I will never watch another one of this series of Twilight Zone unless again. there was another episode with Combs, which I don't think there is. There's, yeah, no. Well, then I'm out. Completely nonsensical, kind of ugly, and didn't make any sense. But except for Jeffrey Combs, God bless Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, blessing every frame of the shot. Yep. Yeah, every frame of the 21 minutes, basically. breathing energy into. I it. might yeah. go back and watch the scene where he comes into the hospital again, just because like, that <laughs> yeah. was really yeah. fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah, now I'll give you energy every time. He enters the hospital almost like Kramer. Falls in the hospital, <laughs> just in free fall. Oh, God, and I really love his hair here. It's just like so insane. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like if Herbert West like really lost it, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> really true. This feels like Herbert West with like memory loss. Like he doesn't remember yeah. who he is. Yeah, this yeah. is a good like low-key Halloween Combs Halloween costume too. Yeah. Just yeah. A thrift store yeah. suitcase, oh, just a plain outfit, and yeah. one red contact lens. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just walk up to people and like look down at them and you're like, are in. No, you cannot help me. Storm <laughs> <laughs> off. It just burst into your local hospital, just like <laughs> screaming about viruses. Yeah. It'll play really well. Everyone's yeah. like, oh Jeffrey Combs, 2002. <laughs> Three. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend. Five stars. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you can find it, I don't know where you stream this shit. Where do you watch this thing? That's a good uh, question. Yeah. Where, would, where would one even find this thing? You have to search in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah we actually Ooh. went to the tri- Twilight Zone to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be invited. That's right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So uh so guys, what was your favorite part of this episode of the Twilight Zone? <gasps> Jeffrey Combs. That was really good. That was a good one. That was maybe one of the best we've ever done. 
Well done. <laughs> it took 33 episodes. <laughs> 34. 34. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Was this yeah. the 34th episode of our <gasps> show and the 34th episode of the Twilight Zone? <gasps> what is it It's like, maybe we willed it into existence with our imagination. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Just like Jeffrey yeah. Combs willed the disease into Sidney Portier's daughter. <laughs> Actually, Sydney. speaking of... Speaking of willing things into existence, like we've been watching a reanimator for every 10th episode. And we joked that like, oh, they got to get on making like another reanimator for the 40th episode. But like Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs have been filming something together and they've been extremely secretive about it. Mm -hmm. It's not outside the realm of possibility that they're filming another reanimator. Although there's much speculation because like, you know, Meg is dead. Yeah. So it's outside of the realm of possibility. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, but you gotta wonder, man. Also, like, there if they don't bring you know um, Dan back into it, that'd be sad. Bruce Abbott. Yeah, Bruce <laughs> I, we talked. I I really have the theory that it's going to be for the it, full moon pictures. I think, and it's going to be that reanimator thing that they have going, but it's going to be a beyond and from beyond, from beyond. and reanimator mashup. Mm, so they might be, be playing. Their characters. Catherine that, that, and Cole. Catherine and Cole. Cole and Tilly. Uh, no, um, Crawford. 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 Yeah, yeah. Everyone forgot Crawford. Colin. Crawford. 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 Crawford is Crawford. a great name. Yeah, is. no, it is. More people should be named Crawford. It's a disaster. Total disaster. Don't